Welcome to Through the Corporate Glass, a podcast that explores career choices. I am Deepa, your host for today's episode. Today's episode is going to be a primer on consulting. We are going to talk about who is a consultant, what they do, the skills that you need and why do companies hire them. To talk about this, I have with me Dilip. Dilip Adiga is a senior manager at Deloitte. He began his career as an engineer, but later lost his heart to consulting, his true passion. Welcome to the show, Dilip. Hey, thanks, Deepa. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. So let's dive right in. So what is consulting? How do you define consulting? That's an interesting question and like one of those obvious questions that people ask. Uh, it, and it's not easy to answer, Deepa. It, and the reason for that is uh, consulting is so wide. There is like no single product. There's no single technology or solution that you do. The term consulting, you know, can be used to define variety of things. And, and to a large extent, you know, basically it means helping out people, helping out organization achieve their strategic objectives. So in, in its true sense, there are various types of consulting, right? There's strategy consulting, which is where predominantly I spend most of my time. Then there's marketing consulting, operations, technology consulting, you know, HR consulting and so on. So depending on the depending on the area that you are interested in and you work in, you can define consulting in many ways. I, yeah, I can see that. So let's make it a little simple. Why don't you walk us through a small example of uh, a problem that a consultant would solve and what it would look like? Sure. I mean, I can I can quote an example that I'm just currently working on. You know, there was or there there is this you know firm that wants to modernize their entire portfolio. They wanted to you know increase, make sure they adopt technologies like cloud and so on. So they they came to us saying, hey, can you build us a strategy? You know, like this is more like 2024 strategy, right? It's not a six month or a year long. This is like next four years. Can you help? build a strategy where our business can be modernized in such a way that they are agile, they are, you know, they they travel with the speed or agility that you would need and the and the and their end clients would expect. So, you know, it involves quite a few things. It involves like things like, you know, can you look at their current portfolio and see does it meet their current you know, or future client requirements. Does it does it have a lot of legacy or technical debt? What would be the financial implications of undertaking some a journey like this? It's like building an entire business case associated with with a strategy like this, and of course, then build a roadmap and you know make sure people who are associated with this agree to the agree to the plan and so on. So. You know, you can imagine there is going to be a lot of socialization associated with something as big plan as like this. So that's one of the problems we are solving. And, you know, of course, you will end up then go execute uh, on those plans. So that's just an example of the mini project that I usually be part of from a strategy standpoint. Those are, I know, tough but interesting problems to solve, Dilip. Now, just tell me one thing, you know, I, in my role, I work a lot with uh, technology consultants. That's the exposure I have. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at your journey, like you come in, there, there is a customer who comes to you with a problem. Then you do your 
extensive research analysis recommend like in this case what should be their strategy for 2024 then what happens to the customers just say okay thank you for the advice and then they take it and they go on and either maybe follow your plan or do something else so what happens after that so there was a and it's a very interesting question and you know if i have to go back a few years right i would say there was definitely a lag between a strategy and an implementation phase in the sense we used to come in like build the entire strategy on how to solve a particular problem but then you know we don't hear back from the customer for almost a year because they're still figuring out whether to do it or not and so on and so forth but that was few years back you know in the last couple of years people don't just do strategy for the heck of doing strategy so you actually end up you know implementing implementing that plan that also comes in the question like you know if someone like us comes and says hey can you if you do this you're going to save 30% of your cost then the obvious question is you know from their side is can you do so you know we go ahead and actually go implement for the customer for the client so there are both sides of the story and sometimes we also help uh, you know them choose the right vendors to do it if we are not the right vendor and so on so you know it, it can take multiple paths and and it could even be done in house right if we get enough buy in and client wants to implement it in house and you know, we also enable that tool through our suggestions to our recommendations and ultimately clients can execute that uh, you know themselves so there are multiple flavors of the next steps the way you asked it right right you know I, there is this always this feeling like i was like i am jealous of a consultant they get to do all the cool stuff and then go but <laughs> <laughs> looks like there now you're staying longer and, <laughs> there, no there is pros and cons to everything <laughs> so i i am sure i have enough things to you know talk about on that story but that's for another time <laughs> <laughs> right right so with all this i know how does a typical day look like i mean like is it like regular folks or what do you do like you go to office and what does dilip do i mean these days i'm not going to office due to covid <laughs> right uh, like you know it like it doesn't matter like everyone else we are all at home and that's the interesting twist to the story from a consultant's life right i mean typically we used to do monday to thursday friday being more for internal internal initiatives and internal catch up but you know these days all five days is is predominantly spent on client work and a typical day is a bit of a trick question because we start pretty early in the day and we end pretty late in the night so and the reason for that is multiple fronts there is there is a reason why clients ask a consultant to come help them is because they know you can get things done they know that you will you have enough enough experience from a industry standpoint or you will have enough people who have that experience and will tap into it so you know so all that means uh, you know you are spending a lot of time trying to solve that particular problem and you are actually doing a lot of industry research you are doing a lot of technical research you are doing a lot of you know socialization with the clients and with you know smes to get things done and so on so ultimately you know ultimately you are spending a lot of offline work to develop that strategy to develop that plan and so on so you end up doing a lot of meetings and like imagine imagine if you are developing a you know a 10 pager deck for a ceo and this is to help him understand what the strategy what the implement what it looks like what's the roi and so on that 10 pages would take us about 3 months to build and it would it will at least have a few hundred iterations in terms of the you know in terms of the actual material by the time the ceo sees that deck so and that's that's our work right 
So, <laughs> you know, there are there's a joke that unless we hit version 100, version 200, we will not show the deck <laughs> to the client. Type. So, you know, there are multiple uh, reasons why we spend so much time, and and it's extremely important. It's not just the CEO, right? The CEO directs his team. Everyone should agree to that strategy, and all of that socialization has to be done before before you actually. You know, talk to the CEO and show him the show him the strategy to to say the least. So a typical day would involve a lot of meetings, would involve a lot of research, would involve a lot of socialization, talking, and so on. You know, so it's 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 pretty exciting. That's a different story. <laughs> yeah, I can get that. I know. I know you have to present to CEOs, but you also have to prepare so much, and also with all the meetings, so the days could be really long. I can see that happening. So one question that I had was, do you travel a lot? I mean, this traveling a part of your, what you say, routine? Now I know it's yeah, COVID. Yeah, it used to be not now anymore. I mean, like I said, COVID has kind of put a you know, stop on everything, right? And it's an interesting phase for consultants. In fact, our, like our firm is making a conscious effort to see if we really have to travel, you know, for all, considering now we are forced to experiment this, right? So we are actually going in a direction where we are asking ourselves as consultant, do we really need to travel as much as we used to? And it also brings in the social responsibility piece of it, right? The green, mm. the sustainability piece and all of that with all the miles that one would un- <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> uh, So there are perks to it, but that also means, you know, you are spending so much fuel on, on travel. So yeah i mean right now i don't i i don't think I, at least till next summer we'll probably not be traveling much but post that i do feel like there's probably going to be a much less than what it used to be right i can see that so what are the key skills you think one needs to be a consultant yeah i mean uh, key skills is like you should be okay with with change you should be okay with learning new things on every new project because I mean, the whole point of a consultant is you need to be nimble and flexible, right? That means you you should be able to hop from one project to another pretty easily and ramp up pretty easily. That also means that you need to be okay with such an attitude. If you're a kind of person who who likes stability, who you know, in a sense of knowing what you're doing in the next three months, six months, or a year, and knowing the technology you'll be working on, knowing the space you'll be working on, then potentially. Yeah, then potentially a consultant life is probably not the right thing. But if you are a person who is analytically inclined, who is who wants to solve problems, doesn't matter what those problems are and, you know, can work on Excel and so on and so forth, then yeah, then then that being a consultant is probably the right thing for you. So the, the key notion here is, is to be a little nimble and be flexible in you know in in the work that you will be doing and that would really help you know and go a long way to actually be successful as a consultant right is having an mba a must i mean i'll i'll be honest i have an mba so i'll say it's it's really really helpful but it's not really a must you know there are a lot of successful consultants out there who you know who don't have an mba but having said that you know it really helped me to get exposure to things I wouldn't have got exposed to, you know, before joining my firm. So definitely, I would say it's pretty helpful. It also helps in multiple other fashion, like not just the, you know, the breadth that you would need to be uh, successful as a consultant, but also the social skills, the the skill to actually achieve anything that you think you can. Like, you know, we used to get assignments in, in our B school, you know, saying, you know, this the submission is like, you know, 
uh, 2 a.m. you know <laughs> on the same <laughs> night so we used to slog our ass off to you know build whatever is needed and submit i mean you know at that time i would say the i used to be proud of the quality but now if i look back i would say <laughs> probably not uh, but you know th- those are kind of skills that you would need you know and it goes a long way like i was definitely not not you know extrovert in any in, in any grand scheme until i until i joined like my b school or mba and then you know joined uh, consulting world i have now gone probably more right in terms of the in, in terms of those skills so all of those comes in handy when you when you think about actually whether to do an mba or not i would say it's it's pretty helpful but there are a lot of people who who are, who are successful without actually doing it yeah i can clearly see that it does help and <laughs> it also prepares you for the life style ahead i guess oh, yeah. with all the action <laughs> <laughs> yep yep so i know we are right at the end but while wrapping off what is say someone comes and tells you that i want to be a consultant what would you tell them i would i would say no that's awesome right i mean obviously i am being one i'll say you know you know welcome you know join the join the club you know I, but there are a couple of things i would definitely look at one is you know to figure out the area like right in the beginning deepa we were talking about how there are so many types of consulting world or consulting space right in the first thing so you need to decide you know in which area or in which space you want to become a consultant second is to be okay with you know having the breadth and not really go deep at all the time especially in the beginning of your career because later you can probably specialize but at least you know you need to be nimble and try and learn as quickly as possible and third is you should be you know you should be ready to work hard and that comes in as part of the you know package because the very fact that you are switching projects very fact that you know you probably might be switching areas domain and and the problem that you are trying to solve for your client shows that you probably have to have that uh, ability to ramp up to put that hard work and you know uh, to get that successful right and unless unless you are successful the client is not going to come back and ask for the next engagement so i would say those are some of the key things that you would want to consider as a as a consultant that's a good summary and do consultants always tell things in threes <laughs> they do and this is a this is a trick that i learned after joining a firm i mean i had my first consulting project deepa was trying to solve when i did my b school i did a project on the side where i had to solve for a distribution problem and when i presented the final analysis to the, the to the founder of the startup at that point of time mm-hmm. i had a three page executive summary um, <laughs> and and the first thing i learned is you know when i joined like like the firm that i'm working for they said you know one it has to be crisp second it has to be in threes so and three not in terms of three page of executive summary it's three bullets right so and there is a there's a bit of science behind you know odd numbers apparently it either has to be one three or five types so yeah that's a bit of a nuance that consultants typically follow <laughs> that's good to know and maybe we will deep dive into all of this in another conversation yeah that's awesome yeah and i'm happy to be part of this journey here with you guys thanks for hosting me thank you so much for uh, talking to us today thanks yeah take care cheers thank you for listening to our podcast do send us your feedback at throughthecorporateclass.com and follow us on twitter at corporateclass you can also email us at feedback@throughthecorporateclass.com at 
We'd love to hear from you.